from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang, and welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. I hope everyone had a relaxing 4th of July. I hope you enjoyed your day of celebrating this great nation's independence and everything this country has to offer its people um, because it really is one amazing nation. So um, um, I hope everyone enjoyed that. We've got a packed, packed show this morning. Since we didn't do one yesterday, we've got to make up for a lot of the stories that are uh, running around the circuits here. So make sure to check that out. Now join me for a cup of coffee so we can get the show going. My double espresso, whatever you're drinking this morning, I hope you enjoy it. Put it in the comments. Let me know what y'all are having. I can't help it. There's just nothing better than an espresso. Someone tried to give me like coffee yesterday. We're like, it's good. No, just give me an espresso or give me, you know, live free or die. Give me an espresso or die. All right. Check out our Substack for all the latest. A very special uh, article will be coming out tomorrow on our Substack. Um, something really awesome. It's also a great way for y'all to support the show if you enjoy it. So go check that out. Let's start off with Mozilla announcing a release of Firefox 115 to the stable channel with patches for about a dozen vulnerabilities, including two high severity use after free bucks. Remember kind of the show we did on Monday. Um, there's been a, a, an update over use after free being one of the top software security bugs. And here we see it again. Track the CVE 2023-37201. The first of the high severity issues is described as a use after free full on the web RTC certificate gener- uh, generation the open source project web rtc enables real-time communications and web browsers in mobile apps through apis um, an attacker could have triggered a use after free condition when creating a web rtc connection over https according to the advisory from mozilla the second high severity vulnerability cve 2023-37202 is described as a potential use after free issue from compartment and mismatch into open source java uh, JavaScript, sorry, and WebAssembly engine, SpiderMonkey. So uh, both of those are patched. Make sure to get your Firefox updated. Fortinet just can't seem to catch a break. And now an exploit code has been developed by researchers for the critical Fortinet VPN bug. Since some 340,000 Fortigate SSL VPN appliances remain exposed to the threat after more than three weeks after Fortinet released the firmware updates to address the issue. The Bishop Fox research team who developed the exploit estimated there are around 340,000 affected 40 gate devices that are currently unpatched against the flaw and remain open to attack. That number is significantly higher than the 250,000 40 gate devices that several researchers estimated were vulnerable to the exploit when this exploit was first disclosed. There are 490,000 affected SSL VPN interfaces exposed to the internet and roughly 69% of them are currently unpatched according to Bishop Fox. So, if you are using it, please, please, for the love of all things sacred, patch your Fortinet SSL VPN drivers now. Please, for all things sacred, y'all. All right. Microsoft is denying a data breach and theft of 30 million customer accounts. Microsoft has denied what Anonymous Sudan has said when they breached the company servers and stole credentials for 30 million accounts. Anonymous Sudan is known for debilitating distributed denial of service attacks against Western entities, and they've had a hard on, sorry, they've had a, 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 an infatuation with Microsoft. 
uh, for quite some time now. So for those who don't know, Anonymous Sudan has nothing to do with Sudan. In fact, they are Russian by all indicating uh, by, by all indications. They've claimed on their Telegram that they were able to do service disruptions for outages that started last month, impacting Azure, Outlook, and OneDrive. If you guys remember, Microsoft tried to kind of say, well, we just had a traffic spike on portal.azure.com, right? Like, if you don't run an Azure environment, you wouldn't know that web address, even if it hits you in the face. Yesterday, the hacktivists alleged that they had successfully hacked Microsoft and accessed a large database containing more than 30 million Microsoft accounts, emails, and passwords. They've offered to sell the database to interested party for $50,000 and urge interested buyers to engage uh, in contact with their Telegram bot to arrange the purchase of the data. The post even includes a sample of the data offered, which is allegedly stolen from Microsoft as proof to the breach and warned Microsoft would deny those claims. The group provided 100 credential pairs and their origins could not be verified. Um, so there's that. Bleeping computer when contacting Microsoft requests comment on the validity. Uh, the company spokesperson flatly denied the claims. I don't know how much of that do you do y'all believe. I mean, anyone believe Microsoft wasn't hacked? Just, just audience feelers out there, y'all. If you think Microsoft hasn't been hacked, just put in the comments. If, if you think this is another one of a anonymous traffic spike by Microsoft, and then in a week or so, they'll come out and be like, well, what had happened was this is an old database of 30 million customers that we really forgot all about, and, and it's nothing really major. We're going to go ahead and send out notifications in the next 30 to 45 days to impacted parties. That could be the thing. Here's the deal. I would have never questioned Microsoft until what they did last month with the portal uh, uh, traffic spice. And I wouldn't have questioned them because I would have thought they had integrity. And then I know that they don't or they're not communicating openly. And then I wrote an article called the Microsoft Doctrine. You guys can go back and read it. It was after SolarWinds. Microsoft was being the most transparent about everything they were going through. So Microsoft going through this. It's just so disappointing. So, so, so disappointing. SSH servers have been hit in a proxy jacking cyber attack. Cyber criminals are employing obfuscated scripts to stealthy hijack victim server bandwidth for use in legitimate proxy work. Threat actors are exploiting vulnerable SSH servers to launch Docker services that take advantage of an emerging and lucrative attack vector that hijacks a victim's network bandwidth for money. This is coming from the Akamai Security Intelligence Response Team, who in June discovered the, the, the currently active campaign, which employs an emerging type of attack called proxy jacking. Um, threat actors use SSH for remote access and then run malicious scripts that enlist the victim server into a legitimate P2P proxy network, such as peer-to-proxy or Honeygain. Without their knowledge, the researchers said these networks, which use companion apps or softwares installed on internet-connected devices, allow someone to share the internet bandwidth by paying to use the IP address of the app's users. This is allowing the attackers to monetize an unsuspecting uh, victim's extra bandwidth with only a fraction of the resource load that would be required for crypto mining with less chance for discovery, according to Alan West, one of the researchers uh, on this. In a nutshell, this is proxy jacking, an emerging attack model that takes advantage of these services and on a grand scale, potentially can earn cyber criminals hundreds of thousands of dollars per month in passive income. While the idea of proxy jacking is not new, think of, of crypto jacking an entirely illegal endeavor as a distant cousin, the ability to easily monetize piggybacking on someone's bandwidth. So there's that, the attack. Uh, 
the first indication of the attack that Akamai researchers identified came when an attacker established multiple SSH connections to one of the company's honeypots using a double base 64 encoded bash script to, to obscure the activity. They successfully decoded the script, were able to observe the proxy jacking method of the threat actor down to the exact sequence of operations. The script was designed to be stealthy and robust, attempting to operate regardless of the software installed on the host system, so whether it's Linux OS doesn't make a difference. The script goes on to execute various functions, one of which is to download an actual unmodified version of the CURL, a command line tool that enables data exchange between a device and a server through a terminal. So that's there. How do you defend against this? For this particular attack, attackers use SSH to gain access to a server and install a Docker container to avoid this type uh, of the, this type of attack. Organizations can check their locally run Docker services to locate any unwanted resource sharing the system if they find one the intrusion should be investigated and the determination of how the script was uploaded and run should be made so there's that for all y'all this morning um, hackers are targeting european government entities in a smug x campaign that's being attributed to china uh, a phishing campaign that security researchers named smug x and attributed to a chinese threat actor has been targeting embassies and foreign affairs ministries in the uk france sweden ukraine czech republic hungary and Slovakia since at least December of last year. Um, researchers at Checkpoint analyzed the attacks and observed overlaps with activity previously attributed to APT groups targeted as Mustang Panda and Red Delta. Looking at the lore documents, the researchers noticed that they are typically themed around European domestic and foreign policy issues. Among the samples that Checkpoint collected during their investigations, a letter from the Serbian embassy in Budapest, a document stating the priority of, uh, priorities of the Swedish presidency of the Council of the European Union, an invitation to a diplomatic conference issued by Hungary's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, an article about do Chinese human rights lawyers. The lawyers used in the campaign betray, uh, betray the threat actor's target profile and indicate espionage is the likely objective. So uh, China, again, on the move, continuing their espionage work. Um, right? Let's kind of crazy there. But that's China. The Russian satellite system internet was downed via attackers claiming ties to the Wagner group who were part of that alleged mutiny that was taking place in Russia. The Russian satellite internet provider Dujer Teleport was knocked offline in the early hours of June 29th, dealing a communication blow to the company's customers, which according to some reports included Russian military and energy interests. The Wagner group, the mercenary army once fighting for Russia, now seemingly turned against Putin's government, claimed to be behind the attack, but experts aren't convinced. Uh, Russian reports say full recovery of the Dujer teleport could take up to two weeks. The company's general director, Alexander Anasov, confirmed the breach to Russian media, adding that early investigation showed the company was breached through a third-party cloud provider. The threat actors behind the compromise explained on Telegram that they were able to deliver malware to several satellite terminals to take them offline. For additional proof, the threat actors posted internal data stolen from the Dozier Teleport Network. The whole world watched our actions, listened to our every word. We showed how we can easily we can reach Moscow in a day without meeting any resistance, according to their Telegram messages. However, was this a false flag or something else? There's more to this attack than what seems to be the case. We'll try to get to the bottom of that here in the next few days. Israel aided the UAE in defending against a massive DDoS attack coming from Iran's Muddy Water Group. This is following the successful Abraham Accords 
that were signed in 2020 by then President Trump. At Cyber Week in Tel Aviv last week, the UAE head of cybersecurity, Mohammed El Kuwaiti, said that the attacks continuously come and go and praised the Abraham Accords, which were ratified in 2020, to strengthen the Middle East relations. He goes, thank God for the partnership with the relationship that we have. It helped us alleviate as well as prepare for an early warning system. According to Gabby Portnoy, Director General of the INCD, the Israel uh, National Cyber Directorate, who joined El Kuwaiti on stage at the conference, as did National uh, representatives from Bahrain, Morocco, and the U.S. Al-Kuwaiti noted that cybersecurity is an important aspect, and a DDoS attack declaration by Al-Kuwaiti came in the same week as formal announcement was made to increase intelligence sharing between the UAE and Israel in what's so-called the Crystal Ball Project, a partnership between Israel and the UAE cyber teams and backed by private industry. It's, in, uh, it's intended to detect and repeal hackers via collaboration and knowledge sharing around the uh, national-level cyber threats. Um, the attack that Israel uh, helped the UAE fend was allegedly coming from Iran. Again, you can kind of do a tr- attribution. You can't always do attribution. Uh, sometimes that you can. And our final news for this morning, 23 M&As were announced just in June of this year alone in the cybersecurity industry with over 450 cybersecurity mergers and acquisitions announced uh, in 2022. Uh, A bunch of these are consolidation within the industry or adding more services. One interesting one is Cyber Risk uh, Alliance acquiring launch tech communication, a PR and communication agency, kind of shows you kind of the stuff happening on the outside. Um, And so HashiCorp also acquired Blue Bracket, which is uh, another one, and Sneak acquired Enso Security, all of those kind of taking place this uh, last month, all in this merger and acquisition. The consolidation of the market insecurity is happening, y'all. If you're not on that train, you're going to miss out. Um, So there's that. That's it for our show today. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Catch us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Make sure to tune in, share, subscribe, and thank you for all your amazing comments. We see them all. Till tomorrow. We'll be back live right here. Have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.